This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the 2022 NDAA is on the way to becoming law. We've got some details on what it contains. Senators are being asked to be kept in the loop more regarding VA's electronic health record modernization. And a new interagency task force to go after drug traffickers. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Senate passes the 2022 Defense Authorization Bill, all but securing that it will make it into law. The House has already passed the legislation. The bill authorizes nearly $770 billion for the military. The massive bill gives service members a 2.7% pay increase, revamps how sexual assaults are prosecuted in the military, and increases funds for cybersecurity and artificial intelligence. As part of the 2022 NDAA, Congress passes its first State Department authorization bill in decades. It's the first State Department reauthorization bill to pass since 2003. Senate Foreign Relations Committee Ranking Member Jim Risch says the department faces an array of management and operations issues, including diplomatic security, recruitment, public diplomacy, and information security. The White House's Office of the National Cyber Director gets a boost in the defense authorization bill. This year's NDAA would let National Cyber Director Chris Inglis accept detailees from other agencies. The office would not have to reimburse those agencies for it either. The new organization is just getting off the ground after it was authorized in last year's defense bill. Inglis says he wants the office to grow to about 75 staff by the fall of 2022. Service members may see a larger-than-usual boost in their housing benefits. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. The Defense Department is raising its basic allowance for housing by an average of 5.1% in 2022. That's a hefty increase compared to the last two years, which came in at just under 3%. Part of the bigger increase may be because of higher housing prices. Average sales prices went up more than 13% in the last year. The Pentagon provides basic allowance for housing to help service members pay for rent and mortgages. The payments depend on grade, locality, and dependents. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. The Army looks to make it easier for soldiers to work from their phones. Here's Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday with more. The Army is expanding a bring-your-own-device program after successful testing earlier this year. The project started as a pilot with the National Guard in the fall. Army officials say the technology has proven secure, and they plan to expand its use to more Guard and Reserve units next year. The Army wants to eventually extend the policy to users across the active force, too. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. Now until December 28th, the Federal Mobility Group is accepting comments on its international travel guidance for government mobile devices. As international travel ticks up, federal cyber experts want to remind employees to secure their devices abroad and not take unnecessary risks. Bring your own chargers and do not accept them from anyone you do not trust. And even if you're working on a VPN connection, still be sure to understand the risks to your devices. CISA's Quality Service Management Office is preparing to offer two new mobile cybersecurity shared services. The Department of Veterans Affairs is one step closer to getting a permanent chief information officer. The Senate Veterans Affairs Committee advanced Kurt Delbeni's nomination for the VA CIO job. Delbeni was a senior executive at Microsoft. He also spent time on the Obama administration's SWAT team trying to fix healthcare.gov. 
VA has had more acting CIOs than permanent ones over the last decade. The tenure for the average VA CIO is just 10 months. Senators want more transparency from the Department of Veterans Affairs about its massive electronic health record modernization program. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The top Democrat and Republican on the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee have new legislation designed to give Congress regular updates about the cost and schedule for the electronic health record. Congress is looking for an end to the string of poor audit reports on VA's EHR. Auditors found VA previously underreported costs for the project by as much as $5 billion. Nicole DeGrisco, Federal News Network. An investigation of the reassignments of two executive directors in the Veterans Benefits Administration found nothing improper about the allowances paid to them, but VA's guidance for approving relocation allowances is inconsistent. VA's inspector general says the agency's Office of Human Resources had confused the guidance between allowances, which are used to lessen the economic burden of relocating to new duty locations, and incentives, which are cash bonus payments to help attract candidates. The OIG also finds deficiencies in the written form submitted by VBA to approve relocation allowances for the two executives. For the first time ever, the National Nuclear Security Administration is moving into a new, modern facility without the hassle of designing and leasing or building a new facility. NNSA is using the option-to-purchase approach to take over the Lamont Carbon Facility in Oak Ridge, Tennessee for its Y-12 development. It will replace a 40-year-old building where NNSA retrieves and stores nuclear materials, fuels the nation's naval reactors, and performs complementary work for other government and private sector entities. The option-to-purchase approach lets NSA move into the modern facility under a lease agreement and then perform the necessary due diligence for purchase later on, thus speeding up their ability to take advantage of modern facilities. Another big decision about the future of cloud computing at DOD, Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the scoop. The Defense Information Systems Agency will not renew the contract for the MillCloud 2.0 platform. Federal News Network has confirmed DISA told House and Senate Armed Services Committee members that it was not picking up the option on the contract with GDIT to continue the cloud computing platform. GDIT's current option year under the contract expires in late May. DISA says it determined that while on-premise cloud services remain critical, MillCloud 2.0 is not in the best interest of the government moving forward. MillCloud 2.0 hosts more than 4,500 workloads for more than 89 defense partners. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Biden administration sets targets to improve the equity of federal investments in climate change mitigation. Now the House Oversight and Reform Committee is asking the Government Accountability Office to track agencies' progress making those targets. Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney asks GAO to review the impact of the administration's Justice 40 initiative. It mandates that at least 40% of federal investments in climate and clean energy go to disadvantaged communities. Maloney asked GAO to pull a list of the Justice 40 programs that benefit disadvantaged communities the most and study how agencies conduct their equity assessments. And the Biden administration is creating an interagency task force to stem the flow of illegal drugs coming into the country. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the story. President Joe Biden signs an executive order to stand up a U.S. Council on Transnational Organized Crime that will coordinate government-wide efforts to counter crime organizations engaged in drug trafficking. Its members include the Departments of Justice, Homeland Security, Treasury and Defense, as well as the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Biden also signed another executive order to strengthen the federal government's ability to issue sanctions in an effort to stop traffickers and their accomplices. Jory Heckman, 
Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.